Welcome to Mystery House Stars and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And get your boots in order, because things are kicking up to high gear in Shadowhunters. You know, I gotta be honest, I watched this episode last night, yeah. and then I proceeded to go out for eight hours and was up until 3 a.m., <laughs> so I'm not convinced I um, remember it, and I'm also not convinced my notes are going to make sense. Well, won't that be fun <laughs> for us both to discover together? We'll go on a journey. I'm sure it'll be fine. Things are, things are, things are you know, kicking up, though. We got... Uh, the plot got, is plotting. Yeah, we got so stuff happening, relationships, characters coming out of nowhere we never expected to see again. It's true. Some characters who cease to exist when they go off screen yep. have come back on screen. People are being faced with things they may have wanted to think about earlier. And you know, you know who's not in this episode and it's okay? Ollie. <laughs> Aaron, I don't ever think of Ollie. <laughs> I just need to remind you, she is a character on the show. She is a character. Why? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. If she, if she doesn't get revealed to be the big bad, she's she's Lilith's mom. <laughs> she's the uber mother. Yes, yes, that. Uh, but no, I mean, it's this. We've been, we've been going on. We've been going on for a while now, and it's, it's a decent episode. Yeah, actually, it is. Yeah. Th- things are starting to come back to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it also feels like they, after a season, this is only based on what you told me, after a season of them just getting lost somewhere in the weeds of non-book stuff, yeah. they're like, okay, okay, we do have a source material. Some some writer in the writing room reached up into the top of the attic, pulled down a tome, and they blew off the dust from it. And it said, Cassandra Clare is mortal <laughs> instruments. And they're like, oh, right. I mean, I don't think that anything that happens in this episode is in any of the books at all. Well, I just mean stuff where it's like, oh, Jace works with the other side. Um I had other ones, and then I, then I lost them. <laughs> Jace oh, the, oh the, the, whole, the whole, like, brand on Simon's head. Yeah, except that you know who does that in the books? Clary. <laughs> she does it by accident. Because she's trying to protect Simon during the big battle between the <laughs> downworlders and So the... it's not like a secret daylighter? <laughs> I mean, she... So, no, it's not a secret daylighter brand. She just, no. you know, she visualizes... Uh, ruins and she does them. She gives and she she gives them a rune that's a bit too powerful. Yep. All right. Well, this show isn't a bit too powerful because <laughs> uh, this is Shadow Hunters season three, episode five. Stronger than heaven. Stronger than heaven. So Lilith. Um, we pick up where we left off, which is Lilith hanging out in Magnus's house. Yep. And she is pretending to be a warlock. She's pretending to be a warlock who's a friend of Ragnar Fell. Yeah, which was w- weird to me because I don't know how she knows Ragnar Fell. Because he's dead. Yeah. Was... Well, I know. Like, obviously, no one can follow up on her lie because he's dead. Well, but, I, like, how did she know to I, I'm... do that lie? Well,. I, I, well, I guess demons the warlocks, warlocks. I'm like, warlocks are half demon. <laughs> yeah, I'm I assuming, forgot I about assume that. I assume she, like, knows his mom or dad. I just, like, in my mind, Lilith is spends most of her time just, like, roaming around Edom, like, not the, the, trying to get to Earth. No, the thing is, you're still confusing her with Valentine. Lilith has intricate, well-developed plans that are constantly ruined by <laughs> by bad luck. Uh, Valentine wanders around until things happen. You're true. Yeah. Uh, in, in this case, this plan is that she wants an anti-love potion. Not for herself. Oh yeah, Magnus is like <laughs> Magnus coming. Like, come on, man. She's she's a customer. They're, but he comes to being like, oh, are you sure you want that? Because, you know, I know it sucks to break up, but that uh, heartbreak. That heartbreak's important. It's how you learn and grow. Yeah, he's alluding to what will be his storyline throughout this episode, mm. which is essentially teaching someone else about heartache. heartbreak. Heartache. <laughs> uh, but Lil is like, no, no, it's not for me. It's for someone who is in love, love with, with me. me. And, I- <laughs> and it's really hard for him 
I, no, it, she says it's for someone who is in love with someone and he's not doing his job. It's, yeah, I mean, the thing is that it feels like she's working under Seely rules where she can't tell a lie, even though... Yes, she can. She can totally lie. She can absolutely lie. It probably was easier if she was like, oh, I'm being stalked by a guy and I would like him to... Not be in love with me. Instead, she makes this weird allusion to Jace by being like, oh, it's a a soldier and uh, (laughs) he needs to stop thinking about it or else he might get hurt. hurt. And And Magnus, being a very intelligent person, I have to imagine, who also was like, you know, this can be mean. Uh, I feel like... That wouldn't have worked on him. He would have been like, okay, still, like, the process might be important. If she was like, I'm being stalked by a dangerous person. Yeah, then Megan would be like, yep, I'm going to protect you. Yeah, you know what? In this case, maybe it is safer for them to forget they love you. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Now, uh, Magnus will assume that the person that the person she's talking about is in love with is Lilith. And so he's like, you know, it's pretty hard to make spell. You got to put a piece of your soul in it. But yeah. that's easy because it's your soul. Yeah. You know how to do an extraction, right? Because you're a warlock. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> oh she was very confused. Like, why do you need my soul? And he's like, because the person's in love with you. I imagine that she was also confused or she was worried because she does not have a soul. True. I don't know how the mythology works in this world, but, but that I seems w- likely that demons don't have souls. Yeah, I would assume she doesn't have a soul. Uh, so she's going to need a bit of her slash actually Clary's soul. Ooh. And that's what she's going to be dealing with. Speaking of Clary, Clary and Jace are hanging out, and Jace is uh, real worried about his mom, the yeah. mental health issues. He's worried, about, he's worried about it. And Jace's journey throughout this episode will be a circle <laughs> toward true. the point that I didn't realize I didn't get the... So in this scene, he's like, hey, Clary, I'm going to go to the Silent Brothers for therapy. And Clary's like... But no, it's the resurrection. That's why you have mental health issues. Yeah, she has already decided that is what it is. And she, okay, she has a moment, and Alec will do it again later. She's like, but if you go to the Silent Brothers, and they, what if they deem you unfit for duty? And my answer is like, well, then maybe... He's unfit for duty. Yeah, Clary, he, he, the, this is known. He's the, known to be unfit for duty. The, the answer, it's, it's weird they constantly bring up, they're like, hey, I mean, if you go and get treatment and they and and you are deemed unfit for duty, you know that means you'll be unfit for duty, right? I'm like, yeah, maybe that is the answer. Yeah, I thought... Don't, that- don't, don't be afraid to go to a doctor because they might actually figure out something's wrong with you. Well, and like, wasn't all of last episode Clary trying to tell Alec that Jace was unfit for duty? Yeah, she's... She has really somehow in between episodes gotten really wrapped up in her head that, oh my god, I did this. The resurrection. Somehow, somehow an angel punked him. <laughs> well, Clary's gonna fix this. How's she gonna fix it? She's gonna call on an angel She's again. gonna summon one of two angels that she knows. Now, Raziel, she... this seems to imply she could just huck the mortal <laughs> instruments back into the lake and Raziel will pop up. Yeah, and then chat with him. But but she thinks maybe that will be hard, so well, she's gonna try Ethereal well, instead. Well, Jace says he could be pissed. <laughs> like, but so then she's going to call her buddy, who she has seen a few times. Yeah, Ethereal. Ethereal, you know. I mean, his, blood, his blood is in her body. It's true. He, he He's, he's her, her dad. dad as much as Lilith is... <laughs> is Jonathan's mom. Jonathan's mom. It, it is clear that angels do not think it that way. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not a thing. Uh, so that's that's what they're going to go through. As I said, Jace is going to kind of go through a circular, a circular thing here. Because it seems like he's like, I'm going to go to the Silent Brothers. And then the end of this episode, spoiler alert, is him going to be going, I'm going to the Silent Brothers. <laughs> All right, Jace. <laughs> so maybe there's subtext in this scene I wasn't really getting that he was, like, looking for an excuse from Clary. But every time she brought up an excuse, he was like, no, 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 I'm making the right choice. <laughs> Um, while this is going on, I guess Magnus and Alec were having sex. Yeah. And, and Magnus, Magnus, and it made Magnus think of his lost loves. <laughs> so he got a, he got a meeting from Lilith and talked about like heartbreak and, uh, moving on from love. Then I guess he had sex and then he went to look at a feather in a box. Yeah. Then he got out of bed and left Alec and went to look at his memento box. Magnus 
his mind is full of whirls and wiles. Um, um, Alec, however, took a shower and now is wearing Magnus's clothes because he doesn't have any clothes at Magnus's house. Yeah, so he steals one of Magnus's shirts and it doesn't quite fit him, unfortunately. Hey, magic, make those arms fit. And he will wear this shirt for the entire episode. He does not yeah. take off this shirt. Uh, <laughs> I want to bring up that Alec, in this scene, Alec will notice a problem and present a aggressive answer. His problem. No hey, clothes. Yeah, I stay at your place a lot and I don't have like shirts or stuff here. Answer. A, a, a normal answer would be, can I have a drawer? Can I keep like a few shirts here maybe? Like, uh, I think that would be great. But no, Alec, when Alec feels emotions, he feels them at zero or a hundred. So he, in in identifying the problem, he does not have clothes at Magnus's house. His answer is, hey, your house should be my house. Now, this is a bad suggestion because Alec is the head of the New York Institute. Yes. <laughs> no one will make this. Well, there's only two people in the scene. Neither of them will make that argument. Well, I mean, does, I, I guess that means he has to live at the Institute. I would think I, so. I would say so because, once again, it's not... A job. No, it's a calling. It's a, yeah, it's a thing you have. Like, it is a blood-borne thing you have to do. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice. So it does make sense that, like, yeah, you probably want to be at the Institute where you are. But anyway, he's like, hey, maybe I maybe I live here. And Magnus is like, ooh. Ooh, the timing is so bad, well, my dude. Well, Alec also, Alec forgot. He was paying too much attention to the fact that outside of show, it's been three years. But inside of show, as Magnus points out, in their reality, they've been dating for under two months. Which, every time I remember the speed at which this show, show. goes. It's wild. Is the, their days last weeks. They do do a very good job, though, of the actors not looking different from season to season. Yeah, because like, they're, they're supposed to be, like, Clary is 18 and two months. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is what she is. They do forget that sometimes, though. I mean, I would say that more of, uh, Clary's characterization is probably the worst by the fact that she feels too comfortable already. Yeah. And I guess maybe there's some stuff to be like, oh, well, that's because she's this has always been yeah, part of her. Yeah, she's got the Shadowhunter blood. And, like, and obvious, so obviously, like, she falls into it really easily because it's her calling. But, like, the amount of power she has, the fact that she gets to lead missions and stuff, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I've, man, I've, I've worked at jobs where... <laughs> <laughs> Two months, she shouldn't even have dental. She shouldn't even have keys yet. <laughs> she shouldn't have keys to the Institute. The... Thinking back over these past two seasons and imagining that they were just one month each, <laughs> that this that this could have taken place from October to December, mm -hmm. is, is wild. Is wild. Um, anyway, so... Well, uh, well, Magnus is like, no, nah, I don't think you should, should move in here. And he kind of like lets him down easily. Alec takes a moment to be cured. I don't know why he does this. But maybe he imagines maybe that box made him say no. <laughs> the oh. box deceived him. Oh, yeah, the, bo the box is what Magnus put the feather in. Yeah. So, so uh, Alec is going to investigate. Alec is curious about this box. Meanwhile... Oh no, Simon's at the Hunter's Moon, and he was supposed to have a gig, but it was cancelled by him slash his manager. I'm curious, because when he comes in arguing with this woman we've never seen before, we'll I guess she's probably the, like, the, town, like the, the live events manager yeah. of the Hunter's Moon. It's weird to argue with her, because like he's arguing and she's like, getting upset like he has in some way wronged her. Which I guess, yeah, if you had a if you had a show that night and then the person canceled, it. you would be upset. But him arriving being like, No, it's not canceled. What are you talking about? Would definitely be confusing. But yeah, it feels it like would the be answer to that would be suspicious. like suspicious. And it feels like the answer to that would be like, Oh thank oh thank God, at the very least, get up on stage so we have a show tonight. Yeah, right. Instead, you she's like, you kick, fixed my problem. Instead she's like kicking him out. <laughs> 
Um, Jace is day drinking, so he's there watching this. Oh, yeah. So Simon explains his problem to Jace of, like, a manager called and canceled my show, which I don't have a manager, so that's probably either the Wolves, Raphael, or the Sealy Queen. And the, the thing that I, knowing, I guess we don't, like, Simon is one of the things that we know, but imagine any three of those doing this <laughs> is insanity. It's too petty. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Although, remember when Raphael was being his manager? Yeah, but doing this when he has not interacted with Simon in a while. Like, I mean, I guess because everything's only two months, two days ago, Raphael tried to punch him. That's true. And so to get back at Simon, he canceled his music gig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else is Simon going to expect? It is a very weird thing to do. I, I will say, admittedly, we we're joking about how this isn't much of a problem, and it's not. Simon's just going to get the show back. Yeah. He's just going to go do to, nothing. He's going to go to her, I assume, after this whole thing. He's going to go back to her and be like, hey, why don't I just do the show? And this is what like, everyone wants. Fine. He might have trouble getting booked in the future because he might be weird and unreliable but, but this is like, probably not actually going to happen because it's the hunter's moon you probably also also explain i don't have a manager if you hear from anyone claiming to be my manager don't listen to them don't listen to them i do not have a manager it's just me simon uh you can ask maya my girlfriend who works here who works here but not today now jace hears this issue and he is bored and he is a bit drunk so he's going to Get involved. He's going to figure out who's doing this. When I saw the the summary of this episode that explained Jace helps Simon with, like, Jace be, like, helps Simon with his problem. Yeah. How? There's no way this is going to happen naturally in any way that makes sense. And <laughs> damn, they did me wrong. Because it does make it does. sense. Jace is bored, worried about his mental health, and, and a little bit drunk. So he... Need something to do, and that something is be around Simon. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> he makes some sort of lie where it's like, well, I don't like you, but Clary does. And it, that's not the answer. Nope. It's because he's a bit drunk. <laughs> he, like, he like pounds back his beer and then goes, all right, I guess I better solve your problem. He doesn't even know it's a magical thing. <laughs> no. Just... It... <laughs> Meanwhile, we got another subplot going on involving Izzy just going back on back and forth. I'm like, okay, I know we want them to do things with Izzy, and I know we hate every storyline they give to her. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna keep on keeping on with that. I don't like this doctor storyline. Well, I mean, the problem with it is that it (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the the, this feels like writers flailing. Like, okay, so uh she just kicked Raphael out of the city and I guess now they're just ignoring Heidi. Uh, yeah, which she should be very... Because cons- Heidi is... She should be a higher priority. Yeah. But um, Izzy's been working non-stop, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so she... Uh, she's kicked Raphael out of the city so I guess now she's going to go on this date with Dr. Charlie. Okay. And <laughs> she needs... Man, this is contrived. She needs clothing from Clary. She needs mundane clothing. All her, her she All has her normal. Yeah. Once again, if this was first season Clary, where everything she had was like leather club gear, yeah, she needs Clary's clothes because Clary dresses like a eighteen year old in New yeah. York. But we've seen Izzy wearing jeans. We've seen her wearing. Yeah. Well, we we know she did the thing where she. Where she put away her childish things. Oh, that's right. When she became her mom. Yes. Uh, but now she's got this date. Sure. Uh, well, well, Clary gets this call. She's actually heading to the police station. Um, and originally, I thought it was to get filled in, like yeah. by Luke on the whole. No, but she's thing. just gonna go and bug Luke. I I will say this. We do get. An, oh, sorry. You go ahead and then we get I'll, an update. Yeah. Yeah. The thing was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that the number of people who are missing and, like, killing loved ones are now up to 26. Uh-oh. Now, this ritual is confusing. We've mentioned that. We don't understand. Yeah. Do they have to kill multiple of their loved ones? Do they only kill at once? Because one guy seemed to be going out to find, like, his grandfather again. And then he died. I don't know if he needs to be replaced. I don't know what's happening there. But here's what I'll tell them. By giving us, the audience, the number 33, it allows us to get a very clear indication of how close this ritual is to completing. Exactly, which is interesting. I will say the number count 
scales wildly. It was like 12 the last time we checked <laughs> yeah, it, right? Yeah, last time it was, I think it was like 11 or 12. Before that, it was like 6. It was like 6, 12, 26. Do- doubling. <laughs> but it does give us an end line. So, you know, I kind of like that. Yeah. They all think it's a cult, though. So, yeah. So, anyway, Clary is not actually here to care about that because this is Clary. Why would she care about the main problem of the season? (laughs) (laughs) Why would she care about all these mundanes dying? And if there's 26 mundanes missing, there are 26 dead people. That is 40. It's 50. It's 52. Yep. Did it. That's 52 in general victims. Yep. Because there's the murderers and there's the murderies. Both victims. Yep. And there's also... I, well, I mean, as they said with um, uh, Morgan. Morgan, her her cells are completely demon. Unless yep. if the owl's going around undemoning them. Well, I mean, now her cells are human again, she, but yeah, I guess so. anyway, Clary does not care. Yeah. Clary don't care. No, Clary she... wants to talk to Cleophus. Remember, remember, Cleophus, g- glance back a year at, and out of. Like yeah, out of universe, like, out of universe time, uh, Luke's sister, the one who like was a circle member, she betrayed the Iron yeah, she Sisters, killed Iron Sister to escape and go and, to Valentine until she learned an angel was talking to Clary, and then she was like, "Oh damn, maybe you're the good side." And then she was, was captured by Valentine again to look at the mortal sword. Yeah, and then we yeah, then like another year went by. And then we saw her again, looking at the mortal sword, being, like, poisoned by him with his whole dot mind control stuff. And then she sent a fire message to Luke to let him know about the whole, hey, he's going to try to raise Raziel. And that was the last we saw of her. Turns out she's safe. Turns out. <laughs> turns out she's just hanging out. Um, so Clary's like, well, you know, she was an Iron Sister, and I guess Iron Sisters talk to the angels all the time. Sure, it's true as anything else. Sure. Uh, And then Clary, to get Luke on her side and bring her to his sister, tells him the truth. Yes. About Chase. Yeah, she tells him about the resurrection. Ooh. And (laughs) Luke is like... Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not nearly as shocked as I think Clary thought he would be. <laughs> I'm not certain if you're only allowed one wish from Raz. Apparently, he might appear again if you throw it in. He's yeah. be like, hey, one wish. <laughs> I mean, it. the rules around the one wish seem extremely unclear. <laughs> We've spoken many times on how these angels are weird and don't seem like they're actually on the side of the Shadow Hunters. It's true. I understand, like, hey, angels, they're ineffable. They're unknowable. They're wheels with eyes on them. Uh, but still, come on. Come on. So, yeah, she hates telling the lie. But yeah. so they, they determined this point. Maybe we're not going to contact Raziel. Yeah. But so. maybe Cleophus can talk to Ethereal. Yeah. You know, Clary's friend. Yeah. My buddy. He was an old man and then he was a young man. Remember, I yeah. met him in the woods. Though also that might have been a hallucination, but it, it might have been the thing that pulled her out of a hallucination. Yeah, maybe both. He does seem to have a vested interest in her, yeah. though. Wait, is she, she's she's his daughter. As much as Lilith is Jonathan's mother. mother. Speaking, Speaking of, of Lilith, Lilith <laughs> she's going to be another mother. She just calls out a demon to go get, get the Clary sl- soul. She got she got some of Claire, Claire's clothing, which I imagine Jace brought to her as the owl, <laughs> which is a funny thing thought. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna bloodhound out after. Her. Meanwhile, Jace. He's on his investigation. He's come to Simon's apartment, and he is aggressive with Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just like this is. I don't need this mundane to talk to me. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I want to point this out, and I don't know why, because it can't be CW a moment because it's not dramatic. It's just weird. Kyle's like, I'm going to the bodega. And then Simon's like, but you went to the bodega for breakfast. And he's like, yeah, and it's it's lunch now. I'm going to get lunch. Did Simon forget that humans <laughs> have to eat three times I was a just, day? I was confused why that was a thing they decided <laughs> to add in. Was Simon being confused at the concept of two meals? Well, and like, <laughs> it is kind of weird because a bodega is not a restaurant. Well, I thought it was a setup. 
I thought it was a setup. Yeah, that he's going to go do a thing. Well, like, and I think maybe it is that he's, like, going out. Maybe it was a setup that, like, he's going out and making phone calls. But it's also just as likely he went down there and got, like, a hot dog off the rack. And then he went there for lunch to get another hot, hot dog. dog off the rack, as any normal person can would do, right? He is, like, a 24-year-old yes. man. Yes, or a 30-year-old might do. Two hot dogs. Two hot dogs. <laughs> one for breakfast, one for lunch, from your corner store. Have you actually had a hot dog for breakfast? Yeah, of course. Huh. What's, what's the difference between a hot dog and a breakfast sausage? One spicier. Give me a hot dog spicy. Give me a spicy hot dog. Is spiciness really? I wouldn't say spiciness is the... Defining trait of a breakfast sausage. Eggs? I guess you can put eggs in a hot dog. <laughs> you can put anything in a hot dog. Uh, so Jace is like, these wolves, I I, I, I imagine he threatened some wolves to get some... Some, some information. Yeah. And the, or he was like, hey, wolves, you messing with Simon? And they were like... Always. Cancel his gig? No. No. We're just peeing on his front door. <laughs> and Jace is like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Now, uh, Jace, as soon as he enters the apartment, is like, "This place is suspicious. This, place is, this is a trap. This place is a trap." Because Simon's like, "Like, yeah, look at this cool, uh, cool guitar and like these more combat games. Look at this pinball. Look at all these things." And Jace is like, "You are being, I think, human trafficked. <laughs> like, how, how is this house perfect for you, like, Simon? Are any of this stuff yours? No, none of it's mine. It's all Kyle's. It was all here when I got it's here. All, <laughs> all this stuff was here." <laughs> Yeah, Jace is very clear. Like, this is wrong. <laughs> no, none of this. None of this is right. Uh, so, well, they're freaking out about, well, Jace freaking out about Kyle yeah. in specific. Alec is also freaking out a little bit. He's on the phone and he's rummaging around Magnus's house. Yeah, he was he was trying to get some work done. I guess he was working from home, just using Ma- Magnus's books to look up depossession. But nothing matches Morgan. That doesn't matter. What does matter is he still thinking about that box? Ooh, gotta look at that box. Oh, that box. And when he opens it up, he finds a picture of a man named George and a love letter from George to, to Magnus. Magnus. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff in there as well. I immediately caught on to what it was, which is, this oh, is yeah. clearly a box full of love trinkets. Yeah, exes. Um, clearly exes. Alec will think it's all George, though. <laughs> He'll think, like, George sent him a feather and George sent him a picture of himself and a coin and like jewelry you know i want to call this out here this show like likes to take references to the books and like kind of shoehorn them in places where they shouldn't be yeah sure it this was like a real missed opportunity to like reference one of magnus's like shadow hunter crushes from one of the other book series ah but they have but they they don't want it to be known that magnus ever loved a shadow hunter before alec that's what made that's what sets alec apart he didn't love them he just kind of had crushes on them okay you know. But then why would they be in his love box? Because he saved things. I can't remember any of their names. Aaron, right you gotta now. have a love box and a crush box. They're two very different boxes. One box you look at when you're sad and thinking about lost loves. The other one you just sort of leave in your attic, just be like, Oh yeah, those are the things that the crushes had. That's the smug box. I got over them I got over them quickly. Uh Luke has brought Clary to his farm. His family farm. How does Luke have well, I mean Luke does have a farm in the books. I'm going to I'm you know I'm going to do do this now. Once again, I'm confused by the by the structure this TV show is doing with with the Shadow Hunters because don't they live in Idris? Okay, so Luke has a farm in the or not a farm. He has like a cottage okay. in the books. I guess like so does in, Valentine. in Upper New York. Oh, but it's in Idris. Never mind. Yeah, so Valentine has a cottage in Idris. Luke has like a normal human cottage in yeah. New York. And I do think his sister, who is not Cleophus, yeah. I think that's the name of his mom. Mm. Anyway, I think she goes there. And when Luke's apartment gets burned all up, they go to the cottage. I, I'm anyway. More, I'm more of us bringing up later when it's like... Um, well, this <laughs> when, has when, to be in Idris, when, doesn't it? I don't know. When... um. Luke and Cleophus are talking. Cleophus is like, remember when we were kids and the neighbors had that go- that German shepherd and you were scared to walk by it? And I'm like, in Idris? I mean, I guess there's no reason that Shadowhunters can't have dogs. Have a dog. But it, they just don't. But they are. But they. But it does. This feels like something more out of like what's eating Gilbert Grape than uh-huh, <laughs> Shadowhunters. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, so this is where Cleophis has been is. staying. Um, apparently, after whatever happened. happened, she cut herself off. And Clary's like, mm, makes sense. She was held captive by Valentine and poisoned. And I'm like, also, she betrayed the clave and murdered an Iron Sister. But yeah, yeah also, she was probably sad. Because she was poisoned. <laughs> she is in hiding, Clary. You understand that, right? Yeah. She's definitely hiding from the, the law. Clave. But you know what? Clary's too dumb for that, and <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> also, Luke doesn't... Ex- like, I like her just walking up to Luke and being like, Hello, Luke. Where's your fugitive sister? <laughs> at, least he's, at least he's like, at least this is a a police station and not like any place in, in the actual clave. <laughs> um, Jace is extremely sus oh, of yeah. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle is sus. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. Come on, yeah. I started the sentence and then I was like, I started it wrong. Sus is an adjective. Well, Kyle is sus. He is sus. His bedroom door is locked. That's not sus, though, I will say. And there's no clutter in the room. All the cool stuff is outside of the room, not inside the room. Now, that is like his. He has so many cool things and have gifted them to Simon. Simon. Uh, but what Jace, what sort of sets Jace off and what makes him really figure out there's something going on here is he notices some plants. Ooh, pot! And what, <laughs> but what are those plants? Not pot. It's wolfsbane, a thing that I guess werewolves like, like even though it says bane in it. Like Magnus Bane. We like him. <laughs> I, do you think they just looked up, like, what is, what is... The werewolf version of catnip. And they're like, oh, wolf's bane. It literally has bane in it. Yeah. It's, it's the wolf's bane. He does grow it in the books, but I think he grows it to, like, keep oh, other this, wolves away. This doesn't necessarily mean... I'm not necessarily going to say... You mean Kyle does? Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to say that this has anything to do with the... Um, Praetor. The, the, the TV show. I'm saying that this could also just be back in Cassandra Clare, the source material. It's true. Wolf's bane is a weird thing for wolves to like. Yeah, I don't really remember why uh, he grows it. Anyway, I'm going to so, have to reread these books. So Jace, uh, you know, threatens him with a sword and he learns that he is part of the uh, part of Praetor Lupus, which Wait, is not a person. It's it a, a special thing. group. And the second Jace hears, oh, I'm part of Praetor Lu- Lu- Lupus, Jace goes, Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's cool. It, Simon, though, is like, oh, I've been tricked. Well, I've been bamboozled. A secret organization of wolves. They heard about the blast. And they came to, you know, I guess just watch over Simon. Simon's super upset. And Jason's just like, oh, he's doing a job. <laughs> he's like me. He's like me, but he's a wolf. Once again, a little bit drunk. The speed at which he went from, I'm going to kill you to, oh, okay. Oh, cool. You got a reason. All right. That is a perfectly reasonable explanation. I understand. Sit down, put away my sword, get more beer. Now, we find out that it was, in fact, the Praetor Lupus who canceled the gig because they don't think Simon should be marauding around doing things. Oh, they're really worried that if Simon goes anywhere, someone will. I mean, they. Rightfully so, though. It doesn't seem to imply that his blast, like, hits a bunch of people. He's not just have a bomb. It goes back on the person who hit him. Yeah. So who I guess could hurt other people. If, well, like, they go flying into Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they're just going to try to lock. That's why they made this room so enticing, so that Simon would never want to leave. Oh, he's mad. Uh, he wants the truth, and uh, he wants to move out. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, very just like about this. Just like last episode when he also wanted to move out <laughs> and the truth well he didn't want to move in the truth yeah uh now uh we head over to alec who is staring staring sorrowfully into the city and i'm actually confused where he is because he's very high up despite being in the church yeah which just has a bell tower and i don't think he's in the bell tower he's definitely not because in comes underhill <laughs> to report some security stuff and hey. also tell alec how he's an inspiration hey were you wondering, when are we going to hear more about Underhill? When are we going to learn more about this hot new commodity, Underhill? Well, well, he's got a very involved background. He is either gay or dating or a, a young world older. And it is unclear. <laughs> it is so unclear which it's one so it could be. <laughs> he comes up and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, you're an inspiration to people like me. What would you you being so open open about it and being able and and dating a downworlder you know being up there 
dating a downworlder. And I'm like, well, which one is it? Underhill, I want more details about your rich inner life. I'm going to be honest. From the last three, two and a bit seasons we've watched of this thing, I'm much more willing to believe that what Underhill is referring to is dating a downworlder. Yeah, me too. Because the Shadowhunters never came off as as being homophobic. Well, except for the fact where Lydia was gay and had to hide it. Is that the case? Yeah, that's why she was marrying Alec. I thought she was just doing it for, you know. No, she wasn't gay. She wasn't. What Her you, husband what, died. What are you talking about? I'm, Nobody in this show has ever had to hide being gay. I thought he was her beard for some reason. No! <laughs> no! You are getting... I'm thinking of a different character because Lydia doesn't <laughs> exist in the books. <laughs> I don't know who I'm thinking of. I'm just saying, in the series, there has never really been... May- Have maybe... there been other gay couples, though? Yes. Like in the Shadowhunters? I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, name one. Aaron, do you want me to name any Shadowhunter? <laughs> I can't name any Shadowhunter. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> name a Shadowhunter. <laughs> Might as well ask me to name a star. I don't know them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so we don't. it's unclear what Alec is the inspiration of, but it does make Alec sadder that he betrayed Magnus's trust, I guess. Yeah. All right. That doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't. It doesn't matter. Because uh, we got to head off to see where Cleophus explains, yo, I can't contact the angels because... I am a traitor. And then Luke's like, I'm a downworlder. And Clary's like, well, I have Shadow Hunter. Well, so something, I, again, I don't really remember this episode, but what my note says is yeah. Clary is not useless. Maybe she can summon Ethereal. Maybe it's dangerous. So so what it is is that Cleophus says, is like, oh, I can't contact the angels. They aren't listening. I tried. They're not listening to me anymore. And uh, I mean, the, the answer is obvious because she joined up with the circle. Yep. Though, though it does seem unreasonable they wanted the care of the circle. I think it's more that she killed an Iron Sister. When, yeah, I think so. In doing, in joining, in the, joining circle. the circle. Uh, but she does explain, Clary, you know, you might be able to summon Irithyll because, like, you have a, you heard the voice of an angel. Like, you, you might, like, I will take you through it. Yeah. But it might be dangerous because the angel, as they can't, gets robbed so many times. The angel might be pissed. And then Clary goes, oh, no, he's never hurt me before. Like the the, the one time where you saved him from being chained and then the other time where, where you m- maybe hallucinated him. Maybe he existed. <laughs> maybe it was a hallucination. Um, but, so we have that. And then yeah. we have a very boring scene yeah, between Charlie and Izzy. Yeah, where like it, it's kind of a slice of life thing, but it's honestly not super exciting because I feel functionally cannot see how these two can get together and they don't have enough chemistry for me to want them to get together. Exactly. I don't want to see them fight for it. Yeah. So she's having Izzy's having her day with Dr. Charlie. He's scared of blood. That doesn't come up. Uh Ooh. Izzy loves snakes. Izzy does the exact same thing Lilith does where she <laughs> where she covers up what she's doing by being like, oh yeah, no, I I, I work with my family. I live with them. I work it's from home. It's a home business. I make jewelry. jewelry. <laughs> and she talks about the jewelry kind of like the weapons. Yeah. Uh, well, because he mentions that she's wearing a... Um, a snake bracelet. I'm, and we know what that is. That's her whip. I'm also of the mind, and I think this is true, he can't see her tattoos. I don't think so. Yeah. Because he would comment on I think them. there's layers of... I think I, I just think at some point in the many times he would mention, well, clearly you like tattoos. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I, so I think I think there's layers of glamour where I it's think like, so too. yeah, it's boring. Uh, oh, meanwhile, I mean, no, I think I think we do know that from the movie where um, like Simon couldn't see. No, the- so Simon ca- that wasn't a glamour thing. Yeah. So Simon could see um, the scars on Clary's mom. I thought when he walked into a room, he was like, what's all these runes on the wall? And they're like, you can see that? Mm. Remember the yeah. house is covered in runes? And yeah, yeah. Simon couldn't see before, but then after, then he could. Got bit and could see them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, Lilith's demon does demon shit. Yes. Um, it's, you know, it, it's going after um, Izzy because she's wearing Clary's clothes. Yeah. And Clary is out of 
the city, state, it may be an dimension. Uh, so clearly, it just goes to the only other thing that smells like her. Even Which though, is- I, even though. Izzy put on her own perfume. Let's be real. Izzy put on her own perfume. Um, so Izzy's bracelet flashes like demon alert. Yeah. I thought, so her necklace broke because did. they didn't want it anymore. I think she made a new one. And then they gave her a bracelet that does the same thing. Yeah. She does okay. say in the, in the, like, oh, actually, I made this. Maybe it's a shard of the necklace. Yeah. I don't know. But it does let her know that there's a demon nearby. And uh, Charlie comes up to help her afterwards. He didn't see the demon. And she had to pretend that she broke her, her heel. Yeah. But and Lil- oh, yeah. oh, also, this is actually is kind of important. It bu- it bugs Lilith so much that her <laughs> demon died that she's like, "Fine, I guess I'll go deal with it myself." And she will be able to find where Clary is <laughs> very quickly. I mean, she just summoned probably a lesser demon that was like, "Follow the smell, follow the smell." And she's a greater demon, so yeah. And she also knows what Clary looks like yeah. versus the other demon. <laughs> Meanwhile, Clary, as we were mentioning, is getting ready to call Irithyll. She's got to activate the angelic rune. Yeah. This whole process. It's kind of like metal detecting, apparently, is what I wrote. <laughs> what? Luke and Clary and Cleo metal detect an angel. Yeah, I do not know what that is a reference to. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, because what happens is that Luke and uh, Cleophas are like, okay, so we got this all set up. It's now glowing, and you're standing in there, and they activate your rune. Uh, we got to go because he's a downworlder, and I killed an iron sister. So, so see ya. Bye. All right. Uh, Simon, after running out of his apartment. He's busy busking. Yeah, he's busk. He gets some money from Jace, which is honestly confusing to me because why does Jace have money? <laughs> he, did he steal this from someone? Yes. Did he steal from Kyle? I presume. Well, yeah, maybe he was like, hey, Praetor. I have a joke. Give me some working expenses. <laughs> I want to do a joke. So I need like I need some fun. I need some money that I for can my throw. joke because he doesn't get paid once again. He doesn't have a job. Not no one. No one on this show has a job except for Kyle <laughs> and Maya. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Luke. Uh, so. Jace does the thing that always happens in these shows where he's going to give Simon advice, which is actually advice for himself, but it's also advice that it feels like he already took. Mm -hmm. So he looks at Simon. He's like, Simon, hey, I know you're upset at Kyle, but you can't just live out of your van. And he's kind of right. You could be dangerous. Look, when people offer you help, dude, you've got to take the help. You'd be a fool not to take it. Then he like looks introspective and I'm like yeah you already decided to go to the silent that's how you started the episode all I can imagine is this moment is him being like oh I should tell Alec he was right (laughs) like what they should have done is at the beginning of this episode Claire I guess Clary should have been like you need to go to the silent city but unfortunately Clary honestly Alec should have but Alec was off having sex with Magnus speaking of Alec and Magnus uh, Magnus knows that Alec went through his box but Alec does before does uh, reveal and apologize for it before Magnus reveals he knows. Yes, which so, is probably the only which is the only reason that Magnus like gives was like okay yeah it's fine because yeah. like you did come clean about like I knew because as well as thinking when he was going through the box I'm like you're Alec, disturbing the things and I'm like Alec he is a warlock I'd be surprised he didn't have like protection Booby traps yeah you gotta be careful about that man uh but. Magnus, though, he takes it well, and Alec, this entire scene is just Alec being reminded that Magnus, like, outlives people. 600 years old. Yeah, those are all trinkets of people that that he's loved before and that he's outlived, and and Alec's like, so there should be another person in the box, and Magnus, he doesn't say this, but his thought is like, maybe. Maybe, I don't know, dude, two weeks. I'm immortal. (laughs) Two months. I'm immortal. You know, the immortal mortal thing does suck. It does suck. And it's a thing that they're going to have to be constantly uh, dealing with. So I don't mind. Like, this is like the second time it's popped up. I don't mind because it's hard for Alec to grasp. Alec, who has never been in a relationship with anyone. Exactly. Has to grapple the fact that the person who he has felt the strongest feelings he's ever felt for, I would say more than uh, Jace. Oh, yeah. Um, is going to is, outlive is him. Is going to outlive him. Like, that's just the op. Like, something he's going to have to deal with. None of the stories or the stuff he's ever like thought about loved and the stories he's ever read involve 
this situation. And like, yes, that is every relationship, right? Either you break up or someone dies. Mm-hmm. But we just, we know. Well, Banks will keep going for a long time afterwards. Yeah. Yes. He will probably love someone else. Yeah. And I mean, Magnus could die. You can kill a warlock. That's true, yeah. But. So uh, that means Alec does have a plan. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of. He has an option. Speaking of plans, Charlie's plan to seduce Izzy is to take her to the hospital and give her her first ever stitches. Look, I've heard about American healthcare, and he gives her free stitches. That's better than a free dinner. It's true. Because <laughs> Izzy's like, who do I pay? And once again, Izzy. How would you pay? You don't have money. I assume the Institute has money. She's going to use we, the- we have actually talked about this before. The idea the that the Institute probably has- Lots like, of money. Like for, like specifically like, okay, you're going out, you're doing an undercover thing. We guess like for per, per diem. Yeah. We don't use money. So for us, it's not like a actual currency. It's just an item we give you, like a sword or something. Which is why she's like, huh, I'll pay for these stitches. Despite the fact that, you know, if she went home, she would have just irotsied herself. Yes, yeah. But, you know, she's trying to be nice there. And I don't know. The scene is maybe setting up a relationship between them. I, I, as we said before, I don't care about Dr. Charlie. What I do think is significant, though, apparently, because I wrote it down, is Charlie does mention that Part of the reason he went after Izzy and he's concerned about her is because of the cult member killings. Yes, he does mention that. He's so. Like, but I mean, he, the, I think that's just a thing for him to be like, oh, you know, when I saw, because she just walked into an yeah. alleyway. It's like, I was just, I was thinking like it's dangerous out there. And No, you know what I think? I yeah. think he's going to be the last guy. I think he's going to be the 33rd disciple. Yeah, but the, I would say that if we were introduced to someone that he loves, Izzy, he's going to try to kill Izzy. (laughs) He's got to have someone closer to him (laughs) than a woman he met one week ago. No, this is a dumb show. He's going to try to kill Izzy. Aaron, it has to be better than that. It is not. Okay. Um, uh, So, well, Luke and Cleophis are just kind of like worried about About Clary. Clary has successfully summoned Irithyll. And he's still young and hot. Yeah, we have the young, hot Irithyll. Well, he hasn't been drained of blood for however long Valentine was keeping him for. And he's essentially like, hey, Clary, I like you. I'm your dad. I'm here for you. He's like, you shouldn't have summoned me here. What? Uh, I do like that Clary goes like, hey, so resurrected Jace. Is that like, because he already knows about Jace. Yeah. Oh, it's my resurrection. What did him bad? And... The, the subtle acting in Aerithyll being like, no. God. Like, <laughs> like, he doesn't say all this, but it is the implication of like, no, what? No. Of course not. Like, yeah. Stupid. He, do, he is <laughs> in an, trouble, though. An angel brought him back. Angels don't mess around. Clary. Uh, anyway, but it did leave him vulnerable, which sounds like the thing you've been responding to. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which, he, he didn't have his baptism. <laughs> Which you think maybe Luke would bring that up. Like, hmm, I wonder if the Baptist. I mean, now to me, that's, I think, too specific. Yeah. You, he's a, not even. Th- he, they never had to deal with someone being resurrected. I don't think Luke's first thought would have been. Well, and one would assume, like, the baptism would. Stick? Stick, yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, he doesn't know how that works because no. this, this has never happened before. They never had to worry about someone being resurrected by an angel. Uh, but he's like, but there is something dangerous, and it's not the owl. The owl has a master. Stab. Yeah, he spends way too long talking in like riddles. The, the, the vague pronoun game. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't explain that the owl is Jace because he already mentioned Jace is in trouble. Yeah, you think Ethereal? You could have told. You got to speed up. And hey, f- Jace is in trouble. He's being brainwashed by Lilith. <laughs> yeah, but he's not able to get any of that out because apparently Lilith was able to sneak up on the angel and stab him. Oh, she she pulls his heart out from the back. Yeah. She stabs him through the spine and the heart at the <laughs> same, same time. With her hand. With her hand and plunge the heart out the front. And I'm... I don't think he's I'm dead. I'm assuming this doesn't kill him. I assume he just discorporated his mortal yeah. form. I, I feel like it's like... Remember when they killed um, the greater demon who switched the bodies? Yeah, he just goes back to... Yeah, and then he has to like build up his energy to be able to come back to Earth. Yeah, like I, I just imagine that, that there's no way that is how you kill an angel. There's no way to kill an angel. They are uh, heavenly divine beings unless if you just like hit them in the heart. They have, because they have hearts. Mm-hmm. They have hearts. Like, why wouldn't they have hearts? Of course, they, I mean, that's how you kill the demon. You shoot it in its point. 
Which is its heart. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, Lilith, for some reason, just takes a bit of Clary's soul. Yeah, she and, steals her light. And I, oh, a sliver of it. She sees a sliver of yeah, the why, soul. Why wouldn't she just kill why Clary? Would it, thank you. Why wouldn't she kill Clary? Okay, but maybe she's worried that if she kills Clary, that's going to distract Jay so much. No, no. I understand why she didn't, why she didn't kill Clary only. Because we do, I mean, we'll just do this now. When she does eventually do the anti-love roofie to yeah. Jace, um, it immediately puts him under her spell. Which means just him thinking about Clary, maybe, somewhere, is enough for his... Him, his it's not a good spell. Yeah. Um, so her being dead wouldn't work because he'd still be thinking of her just in a lot different way. And it takes so long he'd for him to, like... think about her so hard. Yeah, and, and probably, maybe eventually he would, but, like, it would not... I think she could do both. Yeah. She is Clary there. Dead to rights. Yeah, Clary is unconscious. Yeah. She could just like poke her in the eye. She could steal her, stab her through her heart and her spine at the same yeah. time. And I would say, and I do, and I'm going to be honest, I do think we would still probably give him a little bit of guff for this. But um, obviously Luke and Cleophis should have ran up. Oh, yeah. They should have been, like, she should have heard them arriving and been and like, ran away. eh, probably not worth it, and left. Yeah. Instead, she's just like... Because she still doesn't <laughs> She still doesn't want people to know that she's there. Yeah, so she's like, ha ha, gotcha. So Clary wakes up in the farmhouse, and Cleophas has some questions. Ooh, what's Ooh. Up? Meanwhile, uh, Simon, who, having gotten his gig back, uh, arrives at his house and is like, all right, Kyle, I have decided what the situation's going to be. I'm going to live here, but I'm going to take... Your instruments, and I'm going to do it my way, and you can just follow along. Because I think part of it was also like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't stop me from leaving the house sometimes. You know that if you do, if you get aggressive with me, it will explode on you. Mm-hmm. So I will I will work with your braider, but I'm going to do it my way. And it's by playing Avicii at... <laughs> The Hunter's Moon. The only place I have gigs anymore. The only place I have gigs anymore. There used to be a coffee shop I played at, but not anymore. He, at that coffee shop, he also played like singer song, like male singer song, yeah. writer, sweet stuff. And now he does Avicii. He's like an Avicii Ed Sheeran type. Yeah, which, you, yeah, Ed Sheeran's actually a pretty good one. Ed Sheeran before Ed Sheeran was Ed Sheeran. Well, no, well, he he no, he used to be Ed Sheeran before he was a Sheeran. Like Ed Sheeran during like Plus, where he yeah. had like A-Team and things yeah, like yeah. that. Now he's Ed Sheeran when he's Ed Sheeran, when he's doing like Shape of You. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Ed Sheeran. Anyway, <laughs> so Simon is Ed Sheeran. Uh, and while he's performing, uh, Jace takes some time to go visit Alec and kind of just tell him what has been going on. Except at the beginning, which is like, hey. I'm going to go to the Silent City for treatment. And Alec's like, cool, I'm in. I'm coming too, buddy. You know, if they can't treat you, you're like, yes, if they can't treat him, he'll be unfit for duty. But he's already but he's unfit already for duty. he's already unfit for duty. Like, if they de- Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, I noticed that you have a broken arm. Well, you shouldn't go to the doctor. Because if the doctor can't set your arm, you'll never be able to play baseball again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's right. the metaphor I'm going with. It's good. It's a good one. Um, so Jace, after telling Alec this, will go to the Hunter's Moon. Yeah. And he... call Clary on the phone to tell her of his decision. Unfortunately, she is, I guess, unconscious still. In Idris. Uh, yeah, she's somewhere. Uh, and he hangs out with Kyle a bit. He listens to... Uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Until Lilith arrives. And as we said, gives the anti-love roofie to him. Which instantly puts him under her spell. You know, Lilith does really, really plan things. Yeah. I feel like she could have done this, like, not in the Hunter's Moon. I feel like, yeah, I feel like she could have waited. Because apparently she can control him when he sleeps. Yeah. Wait until he sleeps, go to her house... And then do it there as opposed to roofing him in a room full of people he knows. Yeah, and by having to distract him by being like, can you look over there? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! All right, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment when logic... Uh, couldn't find the person it was looking for, so just decided to find someone who kind of smelled like them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we talked about my CW moment, but um, it's Underhill. <laughs> it's that entire Underhill scene. Like, I don't know what it was trying to achieve. I mean, I'll tell you, it does, I do think, out of out of the universe of the show, it was trying to be like, you are an inspiration as being an openly gay, yeah. like, head of the Institute. But the problem is, once again, in it is in, in the way they, they set it up, it does sound like he actually is just, because he's openly dating a downworlder. Oh, yeah. Um, because we have not, I think we've talked about this before with, like, Riverdale. Um, I'm not a fan of when pieces of media have you as an audience have assume too like assume too much of the real world folds over it yes because that's the thing the show has been extremely unclear if there are prejudices against lgbtqa plus people so i just assumed there weren't because like obviously because this is like a sick world in the real world like yeah in the real world like outside of the mundanes but like in the shadow world community if it's because I didn't see it, there was no reason I personally felt like I should assume, oh, yeah, but they're all homophobic. Well, and it's because the show gets, like, too steeped in metaphor sometimes. So yeah. the entire thing with Alec having a relationship with Magnus was, was metaphorically trying, was metaphorical. It was trying to do parallels. Like, yeah. oh, he's a boy, but no, it's because he's a downworlder. And yeah. they never really settled on either. Yeah. So beforehand, it being a metaphor, then having Underhill... It's still unclear if they're still going for the metaphor is that dating a downworlder is their metaphorical version of being gay. Yeah, or, or is it actually because he is gay? Like, we we don't know, and then it's hard to buy into the stakes. Yeah, because I just don't know what's going on in that scene. Yeah. It felt like another one of those uh, for like special episode moments. And they've been doing too many of those this season. When, when Underhill hung around to, like, talk to him, I thought he was going to hit on Alec and then Alec was going to be like no I love Magnus Alec was going to be tempted like I thought that was the idea they're going for but instead he was just like hey I'm very inspired by whatever it is you do (laughs) Kevin did you find a CW moment I did um and I'm gonna go with the fun one which is that when (laughs) when uh Alec says that he um I was. I wish I could have my own shirts. Magnus is like, "Oh, you on your own shirts?" And then he's about. He puts on this whole like fushigi contact <laughs> juggling display. Like he puts so much energy into. I don't know what he. I don't know if he was going to summon his shirts. I don't know if he was going to make a new shirt. I don't know what it was. But he goes from zero to a hundred of being <laughs> being like, "Oh, you want a shirt?" Ha ha! And Alex's like, "No, no, 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 no. That, that's it, not what I want." It's like the show is like, you know, it's been too long since we've had a Magnus magic well, moment. Well, just one minute before that, he snapped his fingers to extend the length of um the sleeves of, of the sleeves. He has done. He has summoned drinks by just snapping his fingers, but he has to to put on a Vegas show act to do whatever he was going to do there. Um, Can I give you an honorable mention? Sure. So I I made a note while I was writing my notes of what my CW moment was. Um, This is on the second page, so it's somewhere around Jace visiting the apartment. Sure, yeah. And I wrote, CW, Simon holds the unplayed guitar when Jace arrives. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Why would that be a CW moment? I mean, I guess Jace arrives and Simon's just standing there with a guitar. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess he was playing beforehand. I think he was just playing to Kyle. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, all right. all right. Great, Aaron. Perfect. I'm glad you thought that was significant. All right, wrap this up. So, friends, um, was this episode as forgettable for you as I guess it apparently was for me? What do you think Underhill's secret is? For Please hit us up on the social media. We're Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions, because Riverdale's coming back, and we want to be at the top of the charts at some point. some point, Riverdale will return. It will return. It will return. Uh, you can also check out my books. They're available at kevinweirbooks.com. Got and a few there. So many books. Three books. Yes, and... I think some short story collections are still available. I don't know. I'm not in charge of those. (laughs) 
Um, and I'm over at flimsyplan.com. And this month, I'm writing about how to save money on groceries. Ugh. Food. Adulting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all we got. So I guess we'll see you next week. Is Jace permanently Underhill's spell? How can the Praetor protect Simon? Is Underhill dating a centaur? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fancast?